live from Burlington, Ontario, Canada. North and south. North and south, yeah. We're above and below the QEW. <laughs> Yes, we're covering all bases here. Yeah, yeah, we got all the demographics of Burlington, Ontario. Yeah. Uh, so here we were talking about uh, last night's episode of uh, Westworld. Um, it was a pretty action-packed episode, Dave. Uh, we we had a lot of reminiscent to me of the Dark Knight, where the Dark Knight rises even more specifically. <laughs> I think he was taking a few notes from his brother tonight. Jonathan Nolan was. Uh, yeah, and, uh, yeah, the 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 chase, the the car chase. Oh yeah, yeah. it was so much like Dark Knight Rises. Um, it just the way it was shot, the way it looked, and apparently this was shot. That car chase was shot in L.A. Uh, and uh, was not shot in uh, Singapore, which a lot of the season I believe was shot in Singapore. But uh, I think for not this, not this. Yeah. Uh, so uh, we kind of get like a more detail here on Sorak. And uh, specifically, Caleb. Those two characters, I think this episode delved the most into, even though Caleb is still a mystery and we're still left to guess, even though Dolores knows everything. How are we going to reconcile that, Dave? How are we, do we kind of have a better idea on both these characters, or are we kind of still like, all right, what's going on? Sirak, I'm pretty clear on, especially after this episode. Um, I think that this episode mostly served to reinforce who I thought Sirak was. I don't think I. Um, if, in fact, he's even probably more nefarious than we originally thought and, uh, and definitely much more malevolent. Um, as for Caleb, not really. I'm a little bit more confused with Caleb. <laughs> like, what's going on with Caleb? Uh, who was he? What's his backstory? Um, you know, I obviously Dolores knows. So okay. why she's she's not even telling Caleb who what her true nature and reality is. So any theories of who Caleb is or what he is or kind of what's going on? Only what, like, so we only have like the little bit of uh, the hints that were given in this episode uh, right before Liam dies and uh, RIP Liam and RIP uh, a few people, a few deaths. Yeah. Palm Clementif died in a surprise bombing by Chibs. Yeah. uh, I wasn't expecting all those characters to go out and kind of that abruptly. Um, Especially, I say, I say, especially Palm Clementine's character, whatever her name is, Martell, I think's her name. Yeah. Um. What? Okay. Bye. Like, uh, you didn't. You were. She you were had like one scene. Yeah, she had like one scene with Liam. She had and... much to do. She was basically a, a like a, a henchman or a secretary for Serac, who was just like Serac wants to talk to you. That was kind of her her main role. She did that first with Liam, then she did that with um with Fake Hale. And then she did it here with fake Martin. So yeah, she that was mainly her, her job. But yeah, that's kind of uh, neither here nor there. In terms of uh, what Liam tells us about Caleb is that um, you know he's the worst of them all. He doesn't even know who he is. So he's clearly had his like mind or his memories altered in some way. Uh, maybe that's why Dolores has sort of taken an interest in him. Um, yeah, because she can't completely understand everything about him, and it, but she does understand his background. She does know his story. I think that's all, that's very much implied, especially in the scene on the beach when Liam is dying and he looks at her. She knows. She knows what's up with Caleb. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not sure why Caleb isn't pressing her harder for it. Um, why you know he's he's he seems vaguely interested in the fact that she survived a hail of bullets. 
not a yeah. Charlotte hail, but yeah. you know, a hail. yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, vaguely interested. Yeah, there's something up with Caleb that is either he's not human, or my theory is maybe, um, he's not Caleb. Like he's not like he might be in Caleb's body, but the 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 mind within, Ca- or it's the opposite. It's Caleb's um, mind, but he's in someone else's body. Something like that is going on. Um, I don't know if he's a host, if he's human. I'm not quite sure what's going on with Caleb other than something is awry. Something is not quite right uh, with, especially if you go back to his mom, uh, if you go back she doesn't recognize him, but he recognizes her. So it's like almost like um, he's in the wrong body. Uh, and, and so maybe a Caleb is actually his black friend that was, um, you know, that, that they show in the flashback that was dying in the water. Maybe they took his consciousness and put it in uh, a different body, and maybe uh, that's maybe that's the whole trick. Is that maybe that the black guy was uh, his friend was adopted by the white mother, and then his whole backstory was actually a little black kid, and it wasn't a little white kid. And like, <laughs> I just think they're going to do some sort of weird trickery like this to be like, oh yeah, no, that was all just to make you think that, you know? Right. And just so we get our terminology straight here, uh, his friend was named what? Um, Do we ever get his friend's name? Um, yeah, I, I, we do in the first episode, I believe. Uh, get, we get the name of the robot, but I don't know if we ever get the name of his friend. Um, we'll go through it one sec. I'll find it. I'm trying to find it. Like it's crazy. I don't know his name. Well, he would have been did... in this episode at least. They would have had to credit him. Because we see like the back, like hallucination of him in this episode, right? On, on uh, the subway, uh, in the water. And in the water, I saw him on the subway when they were oh, on the subway. Okay. You yeah. see, like, sort of the back of his head um, or it, something. Yeah. So whoever that friend was, who we we believe is somebody he served in the military with or something, um, who was the person that was being recreated digitally, sort of through the computer simulation in the first episode. That this right. old war buddy that he's talking to. Um, yeah, I, I think that, you know, there's probably something going on there that their identities were switched or something. Um, it's on some level, but why Francis. and what end? Huh? His name was Francis. Francis. That's right. Yes. So, yeah, okay. So, yeah, so I do. So my theory is maybe Francis is kind of like, uh, what was that movie with Jake Gyllenhaal? Um, what was that? Uh, it was, uh, the Jake Gyllenhaal movie where he's like uh, uh, on a train and he's got to stop and he's in like he's on a loop almost like Groundhog Day but he's in somebody else's body he's like kind of like this like this idea that yeah he, I know the one you mean yeah, the title of that escapes me right now too but yeah uh, here I'll find it but uh, yeah so like it just like I do think there's um, a lot of theories that we can kind of go through here and kind of just figure out what's going on with Caleb because source code the, it was called source code source code right and so i don't know just like uh, uh, he's the most fascinating part of the the season for me it's i feel like the the season is about him um Caleb? yeah ultimately and uh and whether or not what what occurs with him what choices he makes the whole show for me is being kind of shot through his lens and what he thinks and you know when he's like kind of going heel and supporting dolores he 
you believe it, but you don't quite believe it. You can see he's 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 kind of wrestling with everything, and you know, like so. I do think he's the character that's the central focal point. Uh, kind of like some of the other human characters were the last two seasons, like Hale was, like um, like the other girl that uh, also got killed uh, at the end uh, there by Dolores. Um, Mar- Martel. Mar- yeah. yeah, all um, all these characters are 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 kind of our lens to kind of view the AI human battle. Whereas Serac is not, I don't feel like we're supposed to be on Serac's side whatsoever. Uh, no, they, they don't make it easy. Um, no. You know, I think there's a certain, a level of, uh, of sympathy I feel towards his character, but um, they're not really, you know? So, okay. Like the first thing I wrote, my first note um, is that Serac is a dick. <laughs> that's well, okay. for, that's before cold open that's before credits uh so he clearly did something in those early scenes in this episode to inspire that in me i'm trying to remember what it was exactly um was it the fact that he like killed his boss was it the or are you was just it, about, killed, did we you know he killed, yeah. killed well did he kill his brother or just experiment on him it seemed like he just experimented on him um or it was just kind of like a lie to his like the benefactor which what was his name the benefactor in this episode uh, oh he, well, that's liam dempsey senior liam dempsey senior right okay so yeah it seems like that whole character was kind of like just an example of humanity's greed like he was the personification of greed and dempsey senior yeah and like so he's a pretty one-dimensional businessman type character right and serac is the personification of power he he you know he's he's trying to and power but power for a means like his means is his reasoning is to kind of like uh liam jr says if we you know shut down the system uh, all of a sudden, humanity will go back to its basic nature. Which, by the way, why does the like you know Dolores doesn't give a frigging hell about humanity or making choices? Humans making choices. It's been very clear she does not care about humans' free will. Yeah, yeah, yeah. she's acting like to Caleb that it is, and that, that, that this is somehow important to her. Yeah, and it's, it's I think it's just complete bullshit. I think she's completely playing Caleb, and and it's like it's but it's just like it's so obvious to me. It's not very believable. Um. So yeah, you got you get just a bunch of you know we didn't get any uh man in black in this episode. It was very centric on the Dolores and Caleb. Um, yeah, we got uh, it was and it was a lot of Serac, a lot of Serac's backstory was right. established in and, here. And, and it, we get the um the su- we get the subtitles, the the French narration pretty early on in this episode. Uh, it was kind of reminiscent of the episode last season with uh, Akichita. And the whole, that whole, like that, that well, most of that episode was in subtitles, right? Right. Uh, so I, th- I thought that that was maybe what they were trying to go for again, like give us a whole Serac episode, and it was good, mostly going to be in French. I thought that that's where this was headed, but it wasn't. It was kind of a little bit of that, and it was a lot of like kind of you know keeping us up with the main story. And for the most part, Dolores was sort of um, scoring a series of minor victories over Serac. Uh, the, well, the, or and, and the major one being like he, she sort of like do, uh, dosed him and put all all like doxed him and put all of his information out. Right, that they were uh, manipulating the lives of every person on the system. Well, we find out later on that all the scenes that you see of Sarak in the past is Dolores watching through that contact lens 
of Dolores uh, of uh, Sorak's whole backstory. So every scene you see is Dolores watching that. So if you mm-hmm. see him, unless he's on the plane, everything other than that is Dolores basically figuring out everything about Sorak. And that's why Sorak says to her later, um, you know, you think just because you watch some of my memories, you know everything about me. And, you know, like that's why he says that line. Um, right. And I'm sure that will pay off that there's more to him that she doesn't or hasn't sort of predicted or anticipated. Right, because that's his whole thing, is anticipating or predicting what's going to happen. That's Sirach's whole like superpower, I guess you could say. Yeah, well, I think that the main thing here, I not like the 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 um, analogies are pretty clear. That Sirach is he's playing God. He, that's sort of what his he wants to do in life. Is he wants to he thinks that humanity is its greatest its own greatest danger. And that he needs to play sort of this parental role. He has to play this godlike role and sort of put everybody into their um, into their lanes. And this is what you're. If everybody kind of you know plays their role, then we'll have a better society. We won't have a world where Paris gets destroyed in a nuclear blast. But even and uh, as you were you were making reference last week to the Matrix and there, there being sort of like a lot of those Matrix themes, uh, Matrix themes. Um, from that film series being put through here, I see that again. Um, and this whole like there, that there's a there's a few outliers who just won't accept the system, right? Um, that's kind of what his he brother is one of these people. Right. Um, I, I I think obviously Caleb is probably one of these people. Um, anybody who sort of doesn't fit neatly into what they're supposed to be or what what you know what the system's telling you to do like the underlying uh, yeah. problem here is choice right as they told right. us in the matrix you know that most people will accept a prison if it you know provides their creature comforts but other people will will not and they never will they'll just they'll always be disruptive to that that's right and you can kind of see that what's going on in reality right now you know there are people protesting in germany and in like even in vancouver uh, just of uh, the stay-at-home ordinance that the government has uh, laid down in multiple countries, there will always be people that go, screw that, I'm not putting up with it, right? Even right. if it's for a good cause. If you make it a, a, a choice, um, there are always going to be some people who choose to do the opposite of that, just out of spite. Yes. Because you're not the boss of me. It's uh, It seems like it's just a very appropriate show, Westworld, right now for what's going on in reality as well i just think it's a great um that's i think it's too smart for most people that's why most people are not uh really into this show it's not uh, as fantastical and it's not about emotion as much about emotion i feel like as it is like as like most other shows or dramas that do very well are uh there's not there's really no love story there's no you know there there, there really just is you know it's more cerebral uh, and, and to try and figure this uh, show out is it's more of a commentary, a philosophy of, of humanity, which uh, has really been interesting to see how how they lay it all out for us in this world. Because, like, you know, this is uh, we find out, I think, in this episode that the year is 2054, I believe. And oh, oh, did we do we learn that for sure? Yeah, it's on the watch. Um, so, you know, the whole theme of the watch and the time period, time, uh, his whole watch is what did you make of his watch with the whole black circle? And, you know, like, what is, and then, like, and at the end of the episode, it starts getting more black. Like, is that like a representative of the system that, and that's what Rehoboam's doing? And, like, is, you know, is I that think what so. Is? I think that that, like, sort of 
weird circle thing that now we've seen it on his watch face. Um, I think we are sort of seeing things through the Rehoboam's eyes, if you will, or through its its sense. And I, I guess that watch is a kind of a direct connection for um, the creator to their God thing, their God machine. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess, yeah, the, the fact that it's going dark maybe is an indicator that, uh, that, you know, maybe chaos is starting to return because we see that uh, she, she doxes them and she releases all this information out. That, so everybody kind of knows their file and the long-term consequences we'll see, but we saw at least one person throw a rock through a window. How many more rocks will be thrown through windows? I think quite a few by the end of this season. <laughs> I just, it just, I just think who's going to be throwing the rocks? Will it be Dolores or will it be humans? Uh, oh, it'll be will... humans. It will be people are gonna are gonna be pissed, right? Um, right, and that's what she wants. She wants chaos so she can take over. Is that so? You is that where she's headed? I was watching a little bit. I've let this um, the behind the scenes um, footage that they air after every episode now, yeah. Uh, yeah. where they have some like the. the the interviews with the cast and whatever. And and uh, it's Rachel Evan Wood who plays Dolores. And she's talking like every week you're looking like, is, is Dolores the good guy? Is she the bad guy? I don't know. Like, she's definitely the bad guy. Come on. <laughs> like, no, not that Serac is a good guy. Serac is definitely uh, a bad guy. But I think he's not the big bad of the season, ultimately. I think he's going to be end up being so he'll be probably make it a few more episodes and that will be the end of Serac. But this will be a showdown ultimately between probably between uh, Dolores and Caleb or Dolores and everybody else. I think the main good guy, and I think it's going to be crazy uh, of this season will end up being the man in black. I think the man in black will end up being the good guy or the guy you're rooting for. Uh, And, and I would like to make a little comparison here between the man in black and Caleb. Caleb and the man in black share a very similar question. Am I me? Am I actually who I am? Because they don't both don't know. And and Dolores does. And Dolores mm-hmm. is like this. And even Serac has uh, Dolores has information that Serac wants. And, and so Dolores is like this key that everybody wants to get, but nobody can because she's always one step ahead of everybody right now. But I think when they the, none of these people are teamed up. Once you see a Caleb and a Man in Black and a Serac, all the kind of the same joint force and Bernard, once you see all those people on the same kind of side, which I think will happen in the finale, uh, you will see Dolores either like be taken down or at least severely hindered. What do you think? Okay. Uh, yeah, I think so. Like, I, and as you were just naming off the characters and then you mentioned Bernard, I was like, oh, but don't forget Stubbs. Yeah, Stubbs is more like a you know a Robin to Bernard's Batman. What is Stubbs' role on this show now? He's just Bernard's bodyguard. Yeah, he's muscle. He's, yeah, that's, a, that's, what, that's what I take. He just, I love he's how like, he just showed up in that one scene, just out of the he, elevator, out of nowhere, out of nowhere. Yeah. He comes, he pops into this scene. He's like, "You forget about me, hoo, hoo, hoo. right?" Like a little bit of weird um, robot kung fu, and uh, uh, but that that's quickly diverse, like or. Um, de-escalated because i guess you know the the crew's here so they just slip out the back door and it's clear that you know that um well this is as we know this is just another copy of dolores that uh is in the martin host um that dolores doesn't seem to wish bernard and Stubbs any ill will like that she's just allowing them to sort of be out there like leaving them on the board yeah she doesn't long. seem to want to remove the well in fact she she brought bernard back when she did not have to didn't have no, to do that, right? No idea why she did. 
Doesn't make any sense to me whatsoever. Maybe we'll find out later. Stubbs, who brought Stubbs back out of? I guess Bernard brought him brought him back online. He was in like a warehouse somewhere, right? No, Stubbs. Last time we saw Stubbs, he went over that railing, right? No, 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 no. Before that, when in the first episode, Bernard he had Stubbs had shot himself in the uh, face. Oh yeah, yeah. Bernard yeah. was the one who brought him back online, right? Not Dolores. Yes. Right. right. So, so, but where was Stubbs? Was Stubbs in the real world, or did did Bernard go to the park? Where was he? Bernard got him at the park. At the park. Uh, yeah, at um, at uh, Robert. What's his name? Robert. Um, Ford. Robert Ford. At Robert Ford's like little secret workshop. That's where Stubbs was. How did Bernard get there? By boat. He paid some. Right, and then they saw China Sea to take him there. Yeah. Right. Right. Okay. I forgot about that. Okay. And I, I, I was unclear. So why did he? He just went back to get Stubbs. He didn't even know Stubbs was a was a host. He also went there to find Maeve, but Maeve wasn't there either. Right. Okay. Right. Okay. He was hoping he was looking for Maeve. Maeve wasn't there, so he 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 left with um with Stubbs instead. Yeah. On his kind of vague mission to stop Dolores from what? You right. Know? That's the thing with Bernard that I'm not really getting. It's like, what are you trying to accomplish, Bernard? You don't even seem to really know yourself. You just seem to kind of want answers. You're kind of like the, this aloof character, and once and now Stubbs pops in for some, you know, some quick karate moves or something. Um, we got a comment like, from uh, mom. She says, Dad is watching podcast, wants to call in to complain. Uh, why that we're not covering something he wants us to cover i don't know i don't know why uh but if he's watching right now you know you can come on to facebook and uh leave us a message on our live stream and uh let us know why you why you want to complain dad yeah we're, <laughs> we're, maybe we're slowing down the internet uh, maybe maybe i don't think so though i don't i don't think yeah maybe. you just com- just dad just comment in the uh in the uh comments we'll see it come up here and we can even push it live so we'll bring your comment into the into the real world yeah, so uh, so we got a little bit of uh, a little bit more with Sirac here uh, about yeah, like his brother and his brother was kind of the one that came up with the idea for the god or like he he was the one who put it into practice and then um, it, it was like so basically they have that whole scene with uh, Liam's father about uh, the whole stock market and how it could predict the stock market and then like he was like all he saw was money. But it actually, we saw like what this was possible, what what, what it, this was capable with, uh, what we could do, and it was very much predicting what what it ended up becoming, predicting human behavior, predicting hu- uh, a whole human life cycle, and it kind of like but again, like it goes back to that matrix theory of like you're basically everybody's like a human, it has a, a negative side and a positive side, and it runs its course, and then that's it, you know, <laughs> then the battery's dead, and then and it just predicts everything, right? And I, from that, I do agree with like Caleb or Dolores that like that's that's not really living. Then you know you're you you may you may be creating order out of chaos, but then people aren't really people then after that. And it kind of explains more about this world, you know. Uh, and apparently, Rehoboam and the park, Westworld, both opened in the same year, 2024, which is only four years from now. Okay, here let's let's bring our question in here. Okay, uh, this is from Ted Mater. Hey, when's the show on about Halifax ball hockey? He wants to know. Um, well, we need some tape. Tell we need some tape. Uh, we need to watch a game. If we can watch a game, then we can recap uh, an old, an old, 
Halifax ball hockey. Ball hockey. Yeah, let's get the old Halifax ball hockey in here. They don't play Halifax ball hockey in Westworld. Who do I call? Uh, He wants to know how (laughs) he calls. (laughs) I don't know. What do you mean? Who do you call for what? Who do I call? Um, You can't really call. Um, You'd have to join in. Um, Like, um, uh, remember, but hey, I I, I didn't show. We could give him the B Live uh, uh, link, our link, but I don't know. Then this goes off the rails quick, and we stop talking about Westworld, which is why the people are here. Here, I will, Dad. I will send you a a link um, right now if you want to come in here and ruin the Westworld. Here we go. (laughs) There you go. That will allow you to uh, to come on. So, what did we make of um, the whole like? <laughs> <laughs> what did we make of the whole Liam scene here, where he's he puts on the glasses, very much like the glasses I'm wearing right now, just clear, and he could see Caleb's whole future before his eyes, and that, you know, and that whole scene, and then he he, he looks at him and he's like, oh. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, dad, no, dad wants another show for the Halifax ball. Well, we'd have to set up a whole different podcast. This is the Westworld podcast, dad. So you have to, um, you know, we could set up a different time slot. We could have like sort of the rent, we could have a slideshow even of the old glory days of the Halifax ball hockey scene, even the basketball scene, whatever you like. Um, we can order, we can. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, well, as long as we can order pizzas. <laughs> that will do. That will we do. don't need to order pizzas. We make it. Yeah. yeah, no, yeah no We're problem. in the apocalypse. We can't be going out. I didn't show you this new thing that Live gave me today, too. What's that? Uh, uh, not, they did this, I guess, for, um, for the quarantine that we're all dealing with now. So now you can add a thermometer. Um, and you could even, like, uh-oh. Is that what it is? I, oh, okay. <laughs> I think we're at 100 degrees Celsius here on... Uh, hot. It's hot, hot, hot. It's hot, hot, hot. So better you better get tested. It. And you can do days in quarantine. Uh, been, oh, geez, know. really? Wow. <laughs> wow, 20 days. But I don't need any of this stuff. Give me more widgets, though. I will maybe play with those. Um, oh, and maybe the best question of all. What is Westworld anyway? <laughs> Well, he should know because, uh, you know, this show originally came out in the 70s. And it's a movie. Know, it's a movie. It's a, it's a movie. It. Yeah. With Yul Brenner. I think he's probably heard of it, you know, because, you know, he, I think he said to me, well, no one's ever heard of it. <laughs> I think someone's heard of it. Uh, anyway, it's about, you know, an amusement park filled with robots that look like humans. That's yeah. What it's it's called, called Westworld because it's the Wild West world yeah. it's like yeah, it's like yeah. disney world but it's west world yeah it's like a western motif right so you can be a cowboy or you can yeah. be, play whatever fantasy you want right and you interact and the whole world's kind of like your playground and the the everybody in it is a robot that basically you know interacts with you however you wanted them to no we <laughs> don't mean water world but with kevin costner no water world, water world was terrible <laughs> One of the worst Kevin Costner movies. 
Yeah, it's not Waterworld. Sorry. Where were we? Um... <laughs> I mean, I don't know. We went off the rails quick there. Uh, anyway, he wants to use Wild. Oh, no, 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 no. Another <laughs> terrible movie. <laughs> Did you give him booze? Is that what's going on here? I don't think so. No, we just. <laughs> this is this is a, a big episode. Wild Wild West was not a show; it was a movie with Will Smith. Okay, it doesn't matter. West World. It's we're in the third season, so you're coming in kind of in a weird place here, Dad. Yeah, you need yeah, to... yeah. And especially mid-season, like this is like we're getting toward the end here of West World season three, and uh, we're we're on the down down part of the roller coaster, and uh, <laughs> it's getting starting to get good here. Uh, you know, we have characters dying left and right, like it's nothing. They're just being thrown off the. This is what the show does, though. They kill people like they don't care. They do not. They will bring a character in and kill them within three episodes. They have no problem. And, and it's just interesting. Like we barely knew you, Palm Clementine, and you're gone. She's gone. We barely knew you, Chibs. You're gone. You were gone in the first episode, but now you were back, and now you're gone again. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. We, we a bunch of people that died in this episode for sure. Um, yeah. So we talk about what is. So where are we, I'm very distracted. Okay, Dad's gonna wait till the next show. Uh, can we talk about this drug that Caleb was on? Well, he gives it. Uh, Liam puts it on his neck, right? Liam stabs him with his drug. I guess yeah. that had been given to him in the last episode by his terrible friend, right? Right. Uh, um, what I'm trying to understand is why they did that. Why they? Why that was part of this episode? I don't know. Like it was strange because like how was he able to like shoot a rocket out of a car when the other guy that was on the same drug I think earlier in the show was like hallucinating naked in front of a fucking like was it the same drug they were I on the same so. drug he says it was a party drug like he tells Dolores because Dolores goes what did you give him and then you know he goes it was a party drug and I think it's the same drug that they showed us a, a couple episodes ago. I mean, what other drug would it have been? Um, yeah, I think we have to assume that it's the same drug because we haven't learned a lot about the drug world in this. But so they're saying that this drug makes you feel like you're in some kind of a musical or you're in some kind of like at first I, he was like in a 1940s film noir. Yes. But then it changes a few times to like sort of a dance club thing. And then it changes to a few other things that I I think they said in that after the fact commentary that it's not necessarily even chemical, these drugs that I guess because people have these implants that, you know, can affect them in different ways that um, that the drug is more of like a software license and its effects on you work more like that than they do. Basically, the chemicals coming into your body and affecting you there. Yeah. Uh, he's also hallucinating a lot throughout this episode and seeing flashes, like you said, of Francis on the bus, you know, when when uh, Liam is it was dying. not Viagra. It was it was it was called genre, Dad. It was genre. Yeah, that's why the episode <laughs> is called genre. I believe that the drug was also called genre. Genre, which is this what this episode does. They play with genre a lot, like you said, film noir. They have chase scenes. They have uh, they even do like an Inception kind of uh, uh, like homage with the whole beach scene. And, and so, like, they, they're doing a lot. Of, he's, he's, I feel like this episode was Jonathan Nolan's love letter to his brother. 
Oh, okay, because it features a pair of brothers and the in the Serac brothers. Yeah. And the and then the, also the fact that this is such a uh like it's a mind fuck of an episode. He's yeah, got and, it, and I know what you mean. It feels like that dark night inspiration, the car scenes, that like city at night, all that felt very I feel like they brought in the same cinematographer. Whoever shot the dark night, I would if you t- told me he shot this this show, I would believe it. Yeah, like they do the inception, uh they do memento with all the flashbacks and not knowing who you are. They like there's a lot of previous inception um Chris Nolan movies that obviously Jonathan Nolan had a lot of um uh, help in um but he's definitely doing homages throughout this and i think he's he's definitely using um uh chris nolan's movies as almost like a template and like you said like with sarak's brother um uh everything that you see throughout this this episode i think you could kind of make a um a comparison with chris nolan movies yeah i i can believe that for sure mm-hmm. uh what else I don't. I don't feel like a lot happened in this episode. <laughs> well, no, because most of what we see is Dolores just reading Sirach's backstory in her contact lens. Yeah. So the only stuff that's actually occurring, and even that we can't trust because Caleb, it's basically through Caleb's eyes, and we can't really trust it because once he's on the drug, we we have no idea if any of that's real. Um, you know, even Liam dying, I don't. I'm not convinced that happened. Uh, it, it probably did. Uh, most likely did. But um, Caleb is an uh, he, he's an he's kind of like Rami Malek and Mister Robot. He is an unreliable narrator, and not that he's physically narrating the show, he's not. But he is the person this season. We are watching the show through his eyes. All the flashbacks where we see him at the ocean, we are watching this show through his eyes. And we, the fact is, just like the Man in Black, we don't know who he is or where he's from or like what's going on with these characters. So it's very confusing. I see why a lot of people check out of this show because what is going on? Even people that avidly love the show have to dissect it and analyze it, and they still are confused. Yeah, like I feel like this, like the whole thing on the Caleb story and what is going on with Caleb. I think. Right now, I'm getting impatient with it. I think um, I, I, and if it's going to be this big reveal at the end, because we're at the fifth episode, uh, so well, there's three more to come after this. Um, I hope it's a really satisfying reveal. Like you know, I think we're starting to kind of figure out what it is, and you know, maybe I don't know if that's satisfying or not. We'll see. But right now, I think it's more frustrating than 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 uh, maybe compelling. Yeah, it's it. it I think. I hope that the the payoff is good because it's getting to the point where I'm not so much frustrated but annoyed by the fact that like we get it he doesn't know who he is and but they're they're really dragging it out. I see why they did this uh, season in only eight episodes as opposed to ten because if they had done it in ten, I think I would have wanted to punch the wall at a certain point. Mm-hmm. Uh, we I get it, but just fuck, just give me the answer at a certain point. And I'm I, if they don't give me an answer, maybe not next episode, because if next episode has more to do with Man in Black, which I suspect it does, um, they better give it to me in the episode after that. 
in the penultimate episode because this is episode five episode six will be next i'm guessing that's the man in black episode episode seven will be um i think the 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 episode where a lot of stuff happens and then episode eight we will wrap things up in a bow and hopefully uh that'll be kind of like like you said the end for like the dolores storyline but i could be wrong dolores might it might get even more crazy with dolores next season yeah, we'll see what happens with Dolores. But like I think we like I saw that maybe we're going back to Westworld next week. We're going back to the park. Um uh, I think that's where um Caleb and and uh, Dolores are headed. I think that's a good thing, but we'll see. It all depends on what what they do with it. Yeah. I don't know why I'm tied to that place, but I guess I'm finding that all this stuff going on in the human world, I'm starting to like get tired of it. You know, it's not maybe not enough of it for me. There's like literally only a few characters. I mean, we have the Marshawn Lynch character, and then what, what's his uh, partner's name? Simone or something like that. Um, uh, well, his yeah. So Marshawn Lynch plays Giggles. Yes. And uh, is it Ash? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Ash. The, ca- the character's Ash. name is At. Yeah. Yeah. Ash. Ash, Ash and Giggles. So, did you notice when he first showed up tonight that all of the letter, all the words were lit up? Yeah, it, but it changed a few times. It changed a few. There was one where he's walking down the hall and it just says bored. <laughs> you know, so, <laughs> I do like this shirt. It's funny. Yeah, sure. Always tells him what he's thinking. Yeah. Uh, why do they help Caleb and them? I don't know. It's it's unclear. Like. Uh, Right time, right place, right time. Is that yeah, why? I think that was the kind of the argument. Was I think just because I think it's again the argument that she made to to Caleb that you know the system is screwing you and is making you into a criminal. So you might as well be a criminal that's accomplishing something. Yeah, I think it's personal. Of, yeah, I think that's kind of what I gathered from it. Dolores is yeah. using these people though. Like she is outright using these people. She doesn't care about their cause. She cares about herself and her own cause. And she she has a mission that she is will she is trying to to and and the mission she's telling them is not the mission she's actually doing. She is she is being she's lying to them. And it's and I think once like and I think Caleb's going to be the one to figure that out. And I hope it's soon because if it's like right at the end of the season, it's going to be kind of lame. Yeah. What was the story that Caleb told about the rats in the water that he tells to Liam? You remember uh, that? Yeah, I do remember it. I don't remember exactly what he said to him. He tells some story to Liam, and the point of the story is that, you know, what the end of the story is that he's like, I'd rather live in a world of chaos than right. in a world where you're running it. But I didn't really understand it. It was some story like when, when yeah. he was overseas in the military, these rats would jump into like this bucket of water or something, and they would die instantly. I don't know that that didn't make any sense the dialogue didn't make much sense yeah yeah but the um, point, i got the, i got his point basically he would rather the world be chaotic as long as um as long as nobody's controlling that chaos the fact right. but the problem is dolores is going to be the one controlling that chaos uh you know it's should it's literally like so they're controlling the order uh you know liam and serac and then dolores is going to be the complete flip coin where she's just going to tr- control the chaos now neither are good you know, so that's the problem. Uh, you need, you know, there's no balance there. Yeah. And, Dolores is anarchy, effectively. Yeah, yeah I, I, well, I, but anarchy for her own, not for like she's not on their team. She's not a human. She's trying to accomplish something. I think personally, I think she's trying to extinct the entire human race. 
that's what I think. That's how evil I think this is going for Dolores. Is she will try? Uh, she she said it herself in a previous episode, like um, that. Uh, it, the world would be better once we rid it of people. It's like she says something like that at one point, and mm-hmm. and so her her motivations are very clear to me that she she's she's acting like like she's like on your their side because she needs to because she can't do it by herself she can't kill everybody by herself in a couple days she needs you know planning and she needs to do certain things that's why at the beginning of the the season she gets that code from that one guy uh, from um strucker uh and it's just it's just going to be a series of events that leads her to complete annihilation which is exactly what serac is avoiding he's trying you know his whole motivation is based off like you said the nuclear weapon in paris not to allow that to ever happen again that's Mm -hmm. the exact thing that dolores i believe wants to occur she wants machines to control the world going forward yeah okay go mave i guess yeah go mave well mave mave is also you know she she's like also doesn't seem to really care about humans but she knows that dolores is evil and she knows that and i don't see mave as evil you know like not not she she's not going to go out of her way to completely annihilate humans yeah i'd say that um that if i had to describe like mave on like that sort of you know there's like there's uh kate there's what is it chaotic good uh you know that what i'm talking about right that scale because there's like lawful good neutral good chaotic good and then there's yeah so the neutral version of that and then the evil version of that so she's chaotic so, good you think i i would think i would say that mave is sort of like yeah like uh neutral good or chaotic good but not lawful right where whereas um whereas whereas i think that dolores is becoming increasingly like sort of chaotic evil uh, <laughs> or he's definitely chaotic um and whether you know we're kind of, we're meant to be to wonder if she's good or evil or somewhere in the middle and i the more and more time goes on i'm just more convinced that she is there's foul play here that she is um she's really the threat and we're not seeing it yeah but we kind of are we kind of are yeah they're trying to trick us like every now and then where she throws that line at caleb that you know oh you know if it's not a choice and it's not really worth living and she goes you know she's she's fighting for free will for humans which is a bunch of bullshit like she doesn't care about humans she doesn't care about their free will uh i don't believe for one second she 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 cares about her kind and herself she cares about ai and like the robots but she doesn't even really trust them she doesn't trust them enough to at all execute her mission no uh, but for whatever reason she has a soft spot for bernard which i still don't understand that it's unclear why well bernard is like in arnold's image arnold was her creator and then she she helped ford create bernard in arnold's image so i think she had that's why she has this unique attachment like to him right so she but is it is it just like a like a an emotional thing or do you think it's like a, a um kind of like I can't exist without Bernard existing. Like it's kind of like uh, they they both need to be in the world because they they're just kind of like two they're the opposite they're like two polars uh, of the the one's a North Pole one's a South Pole and a magnet kind of thing. They both need to exist for polarity to occur. Um, like she needs him in the world to to I don't know try to stop her or like like she because it would be much easier for her to just 
eliminate him out of the picture, and then she doesn't even have to worry about it. Oh, for sure. She didn't have to give him a new body and all that stuff, right? Um, yeah. She chose to do that. Uh, why? Um, yeah, I don't really get why. I, I think that Dolores needs Bernard more than Bernard needs Dolores. Yes. Yes, I agree. Uh, it's just maybe like, I mean, it's funny how this show works because they're not spending very much time on Bernard. Uh, they're, they're really spending more time on Caleb as Caleb's going to be the one that have, that's going to have to turn around here and try to stop Dolores. Not Bernard. Bernard's just going to be there. He'll help. But he's not like the, the protagonist, for instance. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I, I'm kind of I'm guessing we're not even going to see Bernard and Stubbs next week, but we'll see. Um, I didn't see them in the previews, but yeah, like how they're going to intersect again with Dolores, I'm not clear on. <laughs> Yeah. So okay. So let's talk about the car chase scene. What did you think about that? Um, it was fine. It was like most car chase scenes. Um, except this one had like a, a smart bomb. You you didn't even have to aim very well. Well, you completely missed. And then, like Dolores was like, "Hold on," and did like a Jedi mind trick. And uh, you know, <laughs> just brought it back. <laughs> that was it right because initially the, the car is under their control um, right and so all she has to do is disconnect the wi-fi and then they can control the car right is that what happened yeah like she's like xavier now where she just puts her her hand to her temple and all of a sudden she has telepo- you know she, no but yeah. she doesn't she doesn't do it like mave does it Maeve no. does it more through like through like telepathy or technopathy uh Maeve or sorry Dolores has like some kind of a computer she calls right that's what she calls that motorcycle in right so she has some kind of AI backing up her but it's not it's not like the same as Maeve's well yeah like she needs other AI to help her Dolores it seems like whereas Maeve can just control other machines Mm -hmm. right Maeve can kind of control any machine she encounters without having to really think about it too much Neater trick. Yeah, definitely. And it's just why can't Dolores do that? I don't get it. Why can Maeve do it and Dolores cannot? Uh don't know. Reasons. It's unclear. Convenient <laughs> plot. Right. I think to make Maeve uh unique and special. I think so too. I think yeah, and I do think it again makes Maeve more the Neo uh to Dolores's agent Smith. Right. Yeah, but they're better. Jonathan Nolan's better than just to rip off a bunch of stuff he saw in the Matrix. <laughs> I don't think so. I think that's exactly what he's doing. He's he's uh, this whole episode proved to me how much he's willing to use homages to continue his story. Um, just whether or not you like that or not is is, is it's kind of like Mr. Robot. Mr. Robot did the same thing. Mr. Robot took from Fight Club and all sorts of different vigilante. Um, Viva Vendetta, a lots of different themes from those those shows or those movies that dealt mm-hmm. with those topics. And I think Westworld is doing the same thing now. And I think I wonder if you asked Jonathan Nolan, like what what TV show or movie really influenced this season? I, I would imagine Mr. Robot and the Matrix would be up there for him uh, for the way he's making this this season. Yeah, I bet you it is. Like, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I always struggle with this. How much is it ripping it off? How much of it is paying homage? I don't know. I guess it comes down to how obvious it is. <laughs> you can only do so much. Like only so many things have been written. Like you can, you can all, you can only, you know, characters are always going to have certain stereotypes, certain um, 
sort of uh, uh, prototypes to them that you're going to go, oh, that's like that or that's like that. So you might as well do it well if you're going to do that at all or you're going to write a story that's dealing with like a, a topic that's been dealt with quite a bit. Like AI is a topic that a lots of movies have covered for a long time. Uh, going back to probably like even 1969 Space Odyssey, um, 2001. So like there's lots of examples even westworld uh, the movie that with the old burner i mean everything is kind of based on something here so it doesn't surprise me at all that he's doing this and then why not throw some some love letters to your brother uh in this episode because for me it was so every i remember just watching i was like that's dark knight that's inception that's you know that's memento you know i'm sure if i thought about some of uh, interstellar i'm sure was shoehorned in there somewhere i don't know where but <laughs> you know yeah this will end up on some youtube video did you notice all of the nolan easter eggs in last night's episode of westworld let me break it down for you on screen rant <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly yes yeah um I guess I, I don't know. I, I don't think this was my favorite episode, honestly. Like it was, um, I don't know. It, it, it didn't. It didn't do enough for me. No, me either. I I enjoyed the. I felt like it was a very popcorny type episode. It was an episode to sit back and just enjoy how well this movie, how this, how well this shot is shot, show is shot, and how like. I didn't, I didn't find the dialogue especially good, but it was a very pretty episode. There was explosions. There was car chases. There was, uh, you know, there was a death at the beach. Like there, it was very cinematic. Uh, this episode for me, I think that the like the, the stuff that I found the most compelling was was the stuff with Serac himself, who he is, what he's about. I think that the, that actor they got to. I thought that they had de-aged Vincent Castle, right? No. That's it a, wasn't. It was. It was just some younger actor. They got yeah. to to play the younger version. I thought it was, it was amazing, like how how similar this guy looked to him. Yeah, um, casting for sure. Whoever made that casting choice did a great job. I was like, wow, that's pretty impressive to de-age Vincent Castle by like you know 40, 50 years, but they didn't at all. Um, that would have been tough. But they didn't yeah. bother to make him look younger in like the scenes where he killed like Liam's father. I don't know how many years it is before this. They made him look a little younger. They took a little bit of the gray out of his hair and stuff like that. Yeah, right. it's, okay. it's, it's a it's 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 pretty subtle. Um, but what is he doing with those experiments? Why was his brother in an experiment? What is that? I didn't quite understand that. Other than the fact that his brother had base, I I felt like his brother had put the Rehoboam code into his brain in some way, and like that's why he said, like he says to um, Liam's father there. Uh, like he knew you were going to shut us down, so that's why he wanted to kill you, right? At, at one point, right? So like the and he's like, "Did you really think I was going to let you do that and not let my brother live?" Type thing or whatever it was. Uh, and and I was like, okay, so like I, I kind of understand where he's coming from. Like I understand w w his motivations, but at the same time, I think he's right. We don't have a clear picture uh, of Serac at all. We have Dolores's picture of his memories and i can't trust those memories because those memories are in rehoboam and whether or not even there's a there's a theory going on uh, going around right now that serac isn't even real serac is rehoboam he's in rehoboam and every time we see him he is the holographic projection they keep showing us the holographic projection of him but like then how did he pick up the gun and shoot that guy 
in last last last, last episode with right. where Maeve was like how how is he holding things or like you know is is he real or is he not real? We don't quite know the answers to that. Uh, if he is, then like they'll make it clear i think in a couple episodes because the theory's going around and it's not by accident yeah like i i if it wasn't for that one part where he shot the guy i would probably say that that might be true that that maybe um serac is not a real person he's maybe just a, uh the embodiment of rehoboam sure i could like, yeah but the only problem with that is that Maeve saw him kill that guy and then Maeve went off and so you can say, Oh, Maeve's just in a, maybe Maeve's just still in a simulation and doesn't know it. Yeah. But then why would she have encountered Dolores in the body of Sato and all those things like that wouldn't track. So um, I don't think it's that. I don't think so either, but it's just, there's theories going around that, that's what's kind of cool about this show is like, uh, you'll, you'll see some series and you'll kind of think to yourself, Oh yeah, that could fit. You know, like that, you know, and there's lots of them uh, just about this season alone of what's going on, uh, you know, in this show. Uh, and it's again, I wish they would make things more clear of what year it was, is, what year it is when they're showing, like, you know, they do mention, I think it's 2024, no, it's 20, 2028 or something when the uh, nuclear bomb goes off in Paris. No, it's 2024, the same year that Westworld and Rehoboam. Oh, but no, it's 2020. It's this year. Oh, it's yeah. this year. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Is that what we have to look forward to? I don't know. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, the the I just think there there's a lot of I wish that they do show you in those white when they show you the white screen, but it's it's hard to look at. I just find it's not very it's not smartly done uh, as far as being very clear. Like put it just right in the center of the screen for us, please. Like just make it very clear what you're showing us, why you're showing us it and when. And, and just, I, I mean, maybe it's just me and I'm just being stupid, but I think we're, you know, we're watching the show and we're still confused about when things are taking place, why they're, you know, they're showing us flashbacks. When is this happening? I just wish I knew when I wish I knew I had a timeline, a, a mental geography of the show. Yeah. Well, okay, even just thinking about how this show started, right? Like the show was a great level of reveal. I came into the show not knowing really anything about it. I'd never seen the original film. So in the first couple seasons, it was this underdog story, like these these oppressed hosts who are abused by their human overlords and who need to overcome it. And that was an underdog story. And everyone likes an underdog story. But now I don't know what exactly it is I'm cheering for. Is it um, is it for the fate of mankind? Is that the show I signed up to watch with Westworld? Um, you know, is it this these bigger existential ideas? Maybe I don't know, but I need it to be entertaining. And like tonight's episode, while amazingly well acted in some parts, the the cinematography, the visual effects are all flawless. The story's interesting, but like get to the point. What am I watching? <laughs> What is this story? Why should I care? I think that they need Who to start answering the these questions. Guy? Who are the good guys? Who and who's the, the protagonist? Guy? Who's the good guy? Who's the bad guy? Yeah, who am I rooting for? Or is it like I said? Is it just a critique on humanity? And eventually, that gets boring. And, and we we just need somebody to kind of watch the show through their eyes. And now, right now, we're watching the show through somebody's eyes who doesn't know who they are, and it's frustrating because. 
we don't again unreliable like uh, with mr robot i feel like it was better because we knew he was unreliable and we kind of know that caleb is unreliable too but he doesn't even know why he's unreliable at least mr robot knew why he was unreliable he knew he was seeing his dead father he knew spoilers um he knew all these things whereas caleb doesn't even know like what his real name is caleb doesn't really know i I don't even know if he knows he's a human we Wait, I think he knows. I think so. I think. I don't think we do. We do, like, just like the man in black. He doesn't know he's a human. He doesn't know if he's a host. He doesn't know. And I think Caleb is completely confused. He he just gets glimpses of his background, and that's it. That's all he knows. I guess I I, I feel like I definitely agree. As the audience, we're only getting glimpses, but like until this episode, I didn't have this great sense that he didn't know who he was. He seemed to be pretty clear on who he was and where he'd been and what he'd done in life. Um, but that's what Liam but, Liam says that to him when he's dying. You know, right before he gets shot, is you don't even know who you are. <laughs> well, I guess we don't either. That's right. That's why, that's why it's a frustrating season for me right now. Not that I don't. I'm enjoying it. I'm enjoying the show, but... I just I I hope this show ties it in a nice ribbon because if they don't, it's gonna be leave a lot of people going what what the hell? And then you could say that about like like for instance, Mister Robot season one. If they had not given us the reveal at the end of that season, I think a lot of people would have said like what the hell's going on? And I understand now why they did that, why they did give us that reveal because I in my mind I wish they had extended that longer that that whole you know idea like who's his father like what's going on. But it gets tiresome after a while. You kind of go, no, no, you need the reveal, right? And I think you can you can outstay your welcome on those things. Yeah. Um, I think Mr. Robot season two was an it was another example of that. And I feel like this season, for even with it being a shorter season, and maybe that's how they sold it to themselves when they wrote it. But they're like, okay, we'll do it. We'll do this like longer mm. reveal, but we'll do it in eight episodes so we won't piss everybody off. They kind of are. Because I don't really know who I'm cheering for, other than Maeve. I will always cheer for Maeve, and that's about it. Uh, the rest of them, whatever. Like Bernard, kind of he's aloof. Stubbs could kind of take him or leave him. Um, <laughs> you know, I think he would take or leave himself half the time. Yeah, the he's like whatever. Deactivate me, I don't care. He's like, yeah, well, I, whether I'm in this or I'm not, I don't really care. Uh, if you need me to do some karate moves, I will. Um, Dolores, I'm increasingly becoming uh, finding unsympathetic and not somebody I would. Not, like I think she's make, she makes a better villain than a hero. That's for sure. Yeah, and, well, I don't disagree with that choice. I just wish there was a key, a, a clear, sorry, um, opponent to her. It doesn't seem like you know. It just seems like a lot of just desserts going on, like especially with the man in black. Like she's just she got her revenge, and you said last week do we feel good about this? Are we supposed to be on her side? Like, yeah, you got what you deserved. And I'm sure some people thought that. And then other people kind of went, ah, I mean, he was a dick, but well, had, he had a situation is messed up. Yeah. He had it coming, but he was already right. going nuts. Like he, he was well, and Dolores and Dolores, like is, you know, I guess where does revenge start and justice end? And you know, right. so did did Dolores get justice on William, or did she just enact revenge? And I think it's more revenge. It was revenge because if she wanted justice, she just would have killed him. You know, 
it would just would have been a nice killed him or she well, wanted to torture him. Yeah, break the him. way the way she had been tortured for years in the park. It was mm-hmm. revenge. And and so she she easily she was literally shaving his face with a razor. She could have sliced his throat right there. That's that would have been justice in her mind. Um because she doesn't care about human life. She doesn't care. Like she's not trying to like, oh no, I can't kill him. He has to go to a prison or a mental institution. No. She did that because she wanted him to suffer. She did mm-hmm. not want him to to and she wanted him to question his reality the way she had to for years. She it was all like a full circle revenge cycle going on here. And and it's all about the game. That's why she says to him, the last thing she says to him is like, Welcome to the end of the game. You know? Because he was obsessed with the game, and and just just messing with his mind. That's why uh, you know. And so, I don't know. Like, I kind of want to see the Man in Black come back in some sort of redemption, where he's not such an asshole and he's actually fighting for people or like the right causes. And if they made him the protagonist of the show, I think I could get behind it but they have to do it the right way. Like he is, he's such a damaged character and it has so many flaws and killed his daughter was ra- you know, raping people, killing people in the park. He was so bad. Was but he raping people? Was he raped? <laughs> that- I don't know. Did he rape Dolores? I thought he did at least once. I didn't think so. No. Okay. I did not raping people, but killing people, killing, killing the hosts at will. Uh, I thought he did. I thought he did. Uh, there was the one scene where he's dragging Dolores into the barn in the first season, and we think that's what's happening. But really, right. he's, he wasn't. I don't think that's what it was. I think it was more he wanted to interrogate her. Or um, Right. Okay. Maybe you're right. All right. But either way, a really bad guy, right? Yes. So Not nice. Not a good person. But mm-hmm. that's the whole duality of his character is when he was young, he was good. He was like, you know, maybe like a Caleb, like he was, he had the right intentions. He didn't like the way his, uh, was it his brother-in-law? The way his brother-in-law was acting, the way his brother-in-law, I mean, he basically became his brother-in-law later in life. And, and so I would like to see him go back to the younger William that had a conscience, that had a heart, that wanted to fight for the right things. If they right. do that, if they can pull that off, I'm on board. I'm looking here at uh, the list of uh, Man in Black's kill victims. Mm-hmm. Um, so he has killed many hosts, oh, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. a lot of them. But those are just bodies, and they come back. Um, although the trauma that they go through is real. Um, but he killed his daughter. Obviously, that's an accidental death. And then right. there was five. There was five uh, unnamed members of the QA security force. Who I guess he killed around the same time as the daughter. Like, wasn't that all part of that same yes. scene? Yes, the thing. So those were real people. So he's killed six people <laughs> that we know of. Right, but he again thought that was all a game by Ford. Like in his mind, those were all hosts. Hosts, right? Did he think there were humans that he was killing? I don't. Well, definitely in the yeah, definitely like he's. Pre- it's pretty clear with the daughter, but not with them so much. Right. Yeah, so like uh he, he does the, he doesn't seem like the kind of guy that would like like he never wanted to like kill Ford even though he hated Ford. Well, he did pull out that knife against Ford that one time, remember? True. True. And Teddy grabbed the knife. That's true. Could seem yeah, see, so you know, but he wasn't really going to hurt him, I don't think. I just think I don't think our story's done with the man in black. They could have ended the story right there. 
but he's coming back. He will. He, that wasn't his last episode last last week. And uh, even though he wasn't in the episode this week, I expect a big role for his character, mainly because Ed Harris is awesome in this role. And if they can kind of bring him back as more sympathetic or bad, but she's worse. <laughs> and if they kind she's of proving, she is proving to be worse in a lot. Like she's doing hers more in like the pursuit of, a, of what we think is a righteous cause. But I don't know um, until I have more of a sense of what her end game is, what her ultimate goal is, what she's trying to achieve. I, I have to consider her hostile. I have to consider her sort of not uh, somebody I necessarily want to align with in terms of as a fan of the show. Yeah. And I think a lot of people will say, oh, I can never get behind the men in black ever again. And I can understand. I can understand those those things. Uh, but at the same time, there have been worse characters, even like on Game of Thrones, that like, for instance, that you have done worse things maybe than the men in black that you get behind. You know, or you start to cheer for, you know. Mm -hmm. So, like, I think it's possible to do it, like, literally, even in one in one episode. They could they could make you on if because because that's how I find humans watch TV shows a lot of the times is if there's a big bad, we will cheer a lot of the times for the even even though he's the lesser bad to one to take down that big bad, you know. Right, and if they're ultimately, if ultimately, like, if the end game of the show is that Dolores is is the big bad of the show, mm -hmm. um, which you know seems more and more like that's where we're headed. I think the, the the great way to do that is to set up this Caleb character, get us to like him or sympathize with him, and kind of like, okay, yeah, you're helping Dolores, and then have her turn on Caleb on in some way, portray him in some way, right, and then and that that will cement her as the villain. I agree. And I think that's what they're going to do. They're definitely going to cement her as the villain. It's just who are they going to cement as the protagonist? And maybe the case is we haven't met the protagonist yet. Maybe that person's coming next season. It's Maeve. You just think it's Maeve. <laughs> <laughs> to me, it's Maeve. I just I agree, but I just I, I don't you find Maeve not like she's underwhelming. No. Every episode she's not in, I don't like as much. She's not in this episode, I don't like it as much. Um, I'd say that the ones she's in, I've liked, I've enjoyed more, just because I think I enjoy her performance. I like her sort of wit. I I enjoy her energy. Um, mm -hmm. I enjoy Andy. her too. Uh, I just I find her care like I find like the whole story's going on over here, and her story's like over here. I don't find they've melded the characters well enough where I, they kind of started last episode where Dolores kills Maeve. But that's really it. Like we don't really have enough contact between Dolores and Maeve where we get this. We don't I don't just don't feel like Maeve really cares if what Dolores is doing. And so if she did, I would agree with you. She would be the protagonist, the person we're rooting for. But she's kind of like she's kind of aligned with Dolores in a weird way. Like just because of who she is, uh, she's, she's one of the smartest hosts. She, she's been omniscient like for a long time. She's kind of knows what's going on. She had her chance to leave. Now, maybe that's why she did not leave. Remember that scene? I think it's in season, season one or two, uh, where she gets, she's about to get on the train to leave Westworld. Right. And she yeah. decides not to, 
my theory is she decided not to because I think she knew that she would become like Dolores is now if she got on that train. She mm. would become vengeful, evil, and out for blood and just would do anything necessary to accomplish whatever her goal, whatever Dolores' goal seems to be. Maybe that's why Maeve is the one character to take her down because she will understand what Dolores is up to. Well, ultimately, like, what's the biggest difference between Dolores and Maeve is that Maeve has connection to other people. Maeve cares about whether they be host or human. Like she has real connections with other people. Um, whereas Dolores doesn't. Dolores uses people. Yes. Um, and and uh, and 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 doesn't trust anybody and doesn't really have it has no ability really to get people on her side, or at least not for very long, right? Yeah. Uh, I think we're going to see that with with Caleb, but with uh, with in Maeve's case, like Maeve had Sizemore kind of believing in her. Those two tech guys, like there yep. was the one that there was the one that believed in her from the beginning, and then there was the one that was always the jerk with the red beard. Yep. Uh, but both of those guys, like, were very loyal to Maeve as they saw her do what she did, and and so she kind of she kind of inspired leadership through example. Whereas Dolores tries to do it all through sort of violence and through um, intimidation and and manipulation, um, and that thing I think that's ultimately why I think that they are the, the the two sides of the show. I think that Dolores is the villain and Maeve is the protagonist ultimately. Okay. And Bernard, I don't know, whatever, neutral, and neutral good. Think, same thing with Man in Black. He's just one of the bad guys, and that was it. Man in Black, I think he's. Um, I don't know if he's as important, sort of, to the long term of the show, the end game of the show, as maybe as we want him to be. Mm-hmm. Um, because I think he's sort of. I don't think he can be redeemed. Um, and if he can be, it's going to be very hard. And yeah. I'm, I'd be interested to see them try it. I think if anyone can pull it off, I think Ed Harris is likable and compelling enough to do it. But I, I don't see them trying to then, – then they have to kind of justify everything the man in black has done, right? Well, my question is what if they were able to show us that he didn't actually kill his daughter, that that was all a setup, that was all in his head, that was all like – like Dolores says to him something like uh, before she puts him in, in the mental hospital, you don't even – you don't even know why she you know she died or she says something like – you don't even question. You think your guilt is even a choice. It's not. None of this was a choice. She says to him something like that. And I just wonder how, like, what if him killing his daughter was all like a game or was all set up maybe even by Ford or something like, like maybe Ben and black was right. Like the Ford was screwing with his head for so long. And then, but when the, you know, when that happened, like, how can he, he just question his reality. It broke him. And so it's, I just, I don't know. Like, I just think there, there's a way to, sh- I don't, I'm, I just don't think his story is done. And I think there's a way to kind of bring his character back, not necessarily on the good side. He's not going to be, he's never, he doesn't seem to be like a good guy, but I think he could be like a vigilante for hire for the good guys for Maeve. Yeah, maybe like, okay. Ultimately, what is the man in black guilty of? What are his crimes and what would he sort of need to atone for? Like the the death of his daughter is accidental and tragic. Okay. So maybe that aside, Um, he was, what's he really guilty of? He was guilty of extreme cruelty towards the hosts. 
Right. Um, he was, he was, he went way beyond what most of the other human guests did. Um, and, and, and had showed no compassion or sort of empathy towards them at all. But that was also because he was kind of messed up from everything with Dolores. So I think that that maybe ha you can kind of go, okay. Like, you know, we thought maybe he was a rapist, but I don't think that's true. I don't think that we ever saw William the Men in Black do anything like that. And what's his other great uh, crime? I guess ultimately it is um, uh, identity fraud and inf like information mining, data mining, because he was using Westworld as a, uh, as a, as a, a means to get information on some of the richest, most wealthiest people in the world and using that to ex and exploiting that data to make money so that's wrong on a whole bunch of levels but most yeah. of that you know that's white collar crime that's you know whatever you want to to maybe uh frame it what he did to the hosts well you can you know he wasn't thinking of the hosts as human they were just you know yeah you could justify avatars. anything yeah for sure uh whether or not the man in black is the I just wonder if we're ever going to root for this character because the the reason why I'm pulling at him is because there are so few characters that we want to root for, and it's really just Maeve, Bernard, and that's about it. Stubbs, sort of, you know, those sort are the of. only characters right now. And even Caleb, we're not supposed to root for him right now because he's on Dolores's team, and he's yeah. like not even really questioning it, other than he's wondering who he is. Yeah, and not even very only now. Only, only now. now. Yeah. Liam said these things. Yeah. So and he and like he still kind of trusts Dolores, you know, even though at the end of this episode, I think he's starting to catch on and starting to understand like what am I doing? <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe. Well, do you yeah. watch Westworld, Jody? I mean, you're welcome to come on as a guest host, uh, whenever uh you feel it. Um we're we're, we're going to be recapping the rest of season three. If you want to catch up on the show, uh, you you know the um, episode six will drop next Sunday, so we'll be right here. <laughs> <laughs> here on Super Mater Bros podcasting. Yeah, go home. Well, that's man. evident. He already is home. Oh, maybe this is the saltiest comment of them all. Super Monotone Brothers. Oh, oh, shade. You got me right. You got me salty. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, hey, come on. Hey. All right. Have we said, I think we've said about all we can about this episode. Yeah. So, um, you know, I, I would like to um, invoke the great Ted Banner and say, you know, why don't we just all order some pizzas? <laughs> yeah. So cheese with some pepperoni. Do we want some veggies on there? What are we feeling here? Oh no, Jody says, oh, he's just he's giving us he's giving us uh just a hard time, he says. We have a okay. fan too, uh Frank Houlihan said we're doing a great job over here on Super Mater Bros podcast. He says, uh, you know, this isn't easy, you know, this doesn't just happen. No, so it, do it doesn't just happen. <laughs> it does now. I just press a button. Now, yeah, but now it, it took a while to get things going. So. There was some prep. Thank you, Jody. Um, okay, so hey, that's been Westworld season three, episode five, genre, which was a weird drug. Uh, next episode, what is the episode called? It is. Oh. Uh, Decoherence. Deco Deco I don't know. <laughs> Why are these titles so weird? 
And the one after that's called Past Pawn. Then Crisis. I don't know. Oh, Crisis Theory. Yeah. Whatever. We'll figure it out. Don't worry. We had no idea what genre meant last week either. Um, no. And uh, now it so. makes sense. Yeah. That's kind of that kind of show, isn't it? Anyway, yeah. so yeah, that's been Westworld season three, episode five. Uh, we'll be back here on Monday night and uh, next week to talk about episode six, and uh, we'll see you guys all there. Bye. Okay. And then, well, let's just end with that. <laughs>